0: Samuel. Cuts it back. Ohio State wins! Flashes! Champions of the Mid-American Conference! Little trick play and a throw to Baker Mayfield to tie the game! Buried and grabbed by Leonard. Throw it first! Unbelievable! Chubb will take this all the way! 92 yards! And the Ohio State Buckeyes are the first national champions of the playoff era. The Indians have won! the American League pennant! It's over! It's over! Cleveland is a city of champions once again! The Cavaliers are NBA champions! I accepted it. Gladiator! Gladiator! Hello everyone, and welcome to an episode of Past Mike Sports Talk. I'm your host Enzo Orlando, and this is our NFL Draft episode. Of course, we have to congratulate my Fuel Mike, or you guys better know him as Michael Saris, for winning the Masters Ice Cream Bet. He'll be getting his award on Sunday, so let's congratulate him, folks. <coughs> yeah, woo, yeah, yeah, All right, all right. I didn't have time to put in the effects for it, so yeah, that's why I had to clap and do it myself. But Let's get to the big news first. We got the NFL draft this week, and I will be giving my picks for the first 10 picks in the draft. I won't be going through all 32 picks in the first round, and then I'll do the Browns pick at 26, and I'm going to do something special this time. I'm going to do something called the Brady pick, and what the Brady pick is, we all know the greatest quarterback that ever lived, Tom Brady. He was picked 199 by the New England Patriots in the 2000 NFL draft. And from that, he went on to become the greatest quarterback to ever live. And what I'm going to do is I went ahead and I looked through the projected late round picks in the 2021 NFL draft. And I picked one guy who I saw who has that potential to live up to that Tom Brady level of excellence. Like any other great player has. And I picked one and some of you guys may have heard of him. Some of you have not. But we'll see. we we'll get into it. So... Well, other thing with the draft, I will be at the NFL Draft in Cleveland on Thursday. So look for me when you're down there. Say hello, take a picture with me, autograph, whatever. But I'm down there. I'm down there to make connections with people in the NFL. So I'm mainly there with that. I'm not there to, you know, party or anything. I mean, it's, it's like a business thing I'm going down there for. Past the mic doing some big business. We're trying to get business with the NFL. All right. And with that, let's go to the NFL Draft. So first pick. Jacksonville Jaguars, they have the number one overall pick. And I'm going to say what everyone else has been saying pretty much, and it's no surprise, but Trevor Lawrence, he'll be going first overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars a quarterback out of Clemson. No surprise there. Now, with the second pick, the New York Jets have it, and I'm going to be saying it's going to be Zach Wilson. And the reason why, because he kind of broke out of BYU, and from what I saw on film, he can throw the ball pretty deep. He can find open the receivers. He is Much better quarterback under pressure, too. He's able to create space to run. And, you know, he reminds me a lot of Josh Allen in a way, even though he doesn't have the same height. But I can see him being that Josh Allen type of quarterback for the Jets. Uh, Now the third pick. The San Francisco Francisco 49ers have that one. They got it from a trade with Houston and Miami. And that's how they moved up to the third overall pick. I'm going to say they're going to... I think that they should go with Justin Fields, but from what I've seen in reports, it doesn't really seem like they're going Fields. It seems like I've been seeing Trey Lance or Mac Jones. But I think Fields is the best option for them, and I know I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback, but the issues with Fields is when he's under pressure, he makes some of the cringeworthy or just dumb decisions. Like, he can't find anyone an open. Here's what he does. Fields back in the pocket. He just throws the ball downfield. And that leads to an incomplete pass or an interception. Very rare it happens as a catch. Or since Fields, he, he's got good legs. He can run. Justin Fields can run. And if it's not a you know read option play where Fields knows he's running, he tries to scramble out. But here's the problem. There's the defensive ends right there at him or even a linebacker. And he'll get sacked. Or he doesn't have the speed to beat him out. And the NFL is much quicker than college football, I'll tell you that. And that that was the only reason why it's risky taking Justin Fields. But I think he's the better option in San Francisco. I think that's where I see him doing the best at. And we'll see what happens Thursday. But that is just my prediction for the NFL Draft. Now moving on to the fourth overall pick. The Atlanta Falcons have it. And I'm going to say they're going to go with Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, who's the best overall player in the draft from what I've heard from reports from... Mel Kiper and Todd McShay, but here's the thing. I think it's a good fit for Kyle Pitts to be in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta did not have Austin Hooper last year. He was a member of the Cleveland Browns and still is. He's a great tight end, Austin Hooper. But I think the Falcons are really missing that last season in their offense. You can tell the base the way Matt Ryan played and all that. So I think Kyle Pitts he could fill in the spot at be a starting tight end for the Falcons, and I think he would do well in Atlanta. You know with their offense. And now the fifth pick, the Cincinnati Bengals have it. I'm gonna say. They should go with Penny Swell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon, but here's the thing, the Bengals never make the smart decisions ever. More than likely, they're going to go for wide receiver, either Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or Jalen Waddle. Uh, it just seems like the base the way Mike Brown runs that team, he probably won't draft O-line. He'll make the same mistake the Browns did in 2019 by not getting enough O-linemen. So, we'll see what the Bengals do. Hopefully, they draft an offensive tackle to protect Joe Burrow. Penny Swell's the best offensive tackle in the draft, and what I've seen with him in Oregon. So, with that, I have the Bengals going. Penny Swell at offensive tackle. Uh, sixth pick in the NFL draft, uh, the Miami Dolphins have it. They got it with a trade with the Eagles, since you know the Eagles' front office kind of just blew up this past offseason. And I'm going to say the Dolphins are going to Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU. The reason for that is it gives Tua Tagovailoa some weapons out there for him to throw to, so he doesn't really have to do much by himself. And I think it'll take a little bit of less pressure off of Tua 2. So, there, Jamar Chase will be going to the Dolphins in my opinion. Uh, next, the 7th overall pick, that is the Detroit Lions. And I've been hearing things, the Lions might trade that pick, but who knows, but... If they have that pick right now, I'm going to say they go with it. Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State, and he is the best defensive player in this draft. He is such a big help on the defensive side of the ball. He would really turn around Detroit's defense big time. He's a big guy. He's able to tackle. You know, he can make the plays. He can be a defensive back at sometimes too. That's what makes Micah Parsons so great, and that's why I think the Lions will take him. Now, the eighth pick in the draft, Carolina Panthers have that. And I'm going to have to go with J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina. And he can make a very impact when it comes to him on a secondary position. So he's a very physical guy when guarding receivers. And it doesn't matter on the blitz or if it's in like man or zone coverage. Because here's the thing, he's able to get out of many blocking situations too. And he's able to make those big time defensive plays you need on defense. I know I've been seeing things about Carolina going for quarterback, but I really don't think so with them just getting Sam Darnold. So with that. Now, ninth pick in the draft, Denver Broncos are that. I have them going with Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. Definitely the top quarterback from the FCS football. And he came from the same school as Carson Wentz, but he is a much quicker player than Wentz. He's able to move around. He's more loose. I think he'll fit Denver's system pretty well. I mean, they've been looking for a quarterback for... Wow, five, almost six years, ever since Peyton Manning retired. And I think Trey Lance will be the one to lead them way. I think if you're the Denver Broncos, you got to go quarterback in this draft. I know there's plenty of others, even the ones I mentioned earlier, or even some later on, like Mac Jones. So I'm going to say they go with Trey Lance. And for the 10th pick, uh, Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys have that one. Now I have them go with Patrick Surtain, S- S- the second cornerback out of Alabama. And now, with that, I'll move on to the Cleveland Browns pick. And the Browns, wow, they made some big offseason moves. We mentioned that earlier on passing. Like, we well, we not mention this move the Browns made? They signed Jadavian Clowney, one of the best defensive ends in the NFL. And now seeing him and Miles Garrett on both sides. Oh, man, uh, any quarterback going up in that say so you got to be scared to shit when you see that. So, that is a big defensive move right there by the Browns, and I'm just excited to see that defense, but the only bad thing is we did have to release Sheldon Richardson. I like Sheldon Richardson a lot. He was a great guy to have on our D-line, but I think just with the salary issue and all that, they just haven't let him go. So, I wish Sheldon Richardson the best of luck no matter what NFL team he goes to, but what I think the Browns should go with. They should go with Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle from Alabama. And adding Barmore will be a big game changer to their D line. From what I've seen on his film, he cannot just go through just one alignment. He can even go through two alignment and still sack the quarterback or even get to the running back. His ability to push through other p- other players on the field just amazing me. The only issue with Barmore is that he's only a sophomore and he's entering draft. So he's still a little young, didn't really have enough experience at the college football level, even though he was playing with Alabama, who's arguably the best program in all of college football. But from what I saw, I believe he is NFL ready. But just there's always that risk when it comes to selecting a sophomore in college and have him go to the NFL. It's a pretty big step. But we'll see what Andrew Berry does. I trust the decision he makes. It feels like in this draft we're mostly going defense, really. I mean, we'll add a offensive tackle or something. And I can get more into that, what some other people say about the Browns uh, draft decision this year. So we'll get into that later. But let's move on to my special NFL draft segment that I just came out with uh, literally yesterday. And it's called the Brady Pick. Like I mentioned earlier, it'll be someone who's projected to go late round. Not many people have heard of him, or they may have heard of him. I don't know. And here's my Brady Pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. It is Jared Patterson, the running back from Buffalo. Right now, he's projected to be drafted in the sixth round. He's 5'9", 195. And here's the thing. I saw Jared Patterson play when I entered with Kensei football. I was at that game against Buffalo. Back in November, and Jared Patterson ran for 409 yards and 8 touchdowns against Kent State and tied a college football record for the most rushing yards in a game, and I think also touchdowns, too. That was just incredible. And I was just thinking, you know, he might go, like, what, second, third, fourth, even? Many draft boards I haven't go in sixth round. I'm like, I have a feeling Jared Patterson can live up to that high expectation level, just like he did at Buffalo. After seeing something like that, I believe Patterson can become one of the top running backs in the league, and he can win so many awards and be like a running back like, you know, how Adrian Peterson was out of college, and I think he's a good fit on any NFL team that really needs a running back right now. I know he doesn't really have the size, really, if he hits the weight room a little more, puts on five five pounds, I would say, or even ten, I think he would be good, he would be An elite running back in the NFL, too. I believe it will be Patterson based on the way he works hard in football and just has that will to win like Brady does. That's what I've seen from him on film and watching him play in real life. So there you have it, folks. That is Enzo Orlando's NFL Drafts expectations. And I can't wait for the NFL Draft. It's going to be exciting in Cleveland, happening. Uh, A lot of events going on downtown, so it'll be cool. So, I mean, like you pretty much only watch the first round and then the second. So we'll see how you know, how long the draft will take. I remember last year I kind of got boring after late round and the team already picks. Cause we did that a uh, whole YouTube video of our reactions of the draft with Sean and I and other people in BSR. Uh yeah, the draft was like very interesting last year because it had happened virtual. So. It'll be nice to be having like an actual draft with fans around stuff and Boo and Roger Goodell. Who is vaccinated by the way, fully. So he gets the hug players and stuff like that. I don't know if the draft picks had to be vaccinated. I, I can't remember. I I didn't hear any reports on that, so But am I done? Uh no, not just yet. We gotta talk some Indians baseball right now. And the Indians. Oh boy, uh. You know, they're meeting the expectations I kind of saw them to have. Uh, They lost their past three series to the White Sox, the Reds, and the Yankees uh, yesterday. I mean, they beat the Yankees, but they lost that series. They only won one out of the four games. Um, They did have that game against Chicago, but one of them got uh, rained out. So they're going to have a doubleheader on Memorial Day so that'll be that'll be fun. And yeah, it's cuz it snowed Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. So um but the Indians like what I'm seeing from them right now, there's a reason why no one really expected them to be the same level they were before when we had Lindor, Santana, Carrasco and all the other guys. It's cuz the Indians are a team that don't just have an don't, they don't have enough players that can hit. Just take a look around. The Indians really don't. I mean, it's just like a little frustrating. Like, look at these games. Like, we might get like a couple runs from like what? Jose Ramirez, Framel Reyes, Josh Naylor, uh, Cesar Hernandez, maybe some of the young guys, but it is just not a good year. I mean, Reyes leads the team in average. He's batting 286. Right behind him is Ramirez. Eddie Rosario. He, I don't know. I thought he would play better at home since he hit us. Hit on the Indians well when he was with the Twins at Progress Field. And here's another Jordan Lupo surprised me a bit with his bat. Tied the team with five home runs. So Lupo kind of surprised me a bit. But the Indians really do not have enough players with a bat that can hit. And that's going to be a struggle for the team this year. And they're just mean expectation. I mean, pitching has been fantastic. You look at Shane Bieber. He's setting records every time he goes to the mound. The bullpen... Hasn't been too bad. They have had their issues where they haven't really pitched great, or we have to go to them early, and that always sucks. I mean, as you look, the Indians have a, another tough series. They put the Twins tonight, 6'10 start. So we'll see what happens with the Twins series. I mean, I don't think that's going to be easy. The Twins are the number one team in the A. No, they're actually not. No, The Indians are 9'11. The Twins are 7'13, but it is the Twins, so. Indians can't take it lightly. Because, I mean, the Yankees, coming into that series, they were the worst team in baseball. That's what everyone was saying. The Yankees, oh, they're the worst team in baseball right now. The Indians got All right, well, here comes the Indians. And the Yankees literally just Yankeed the Indians, which means they just pretty much destroyed them. Other than yesterday, that was pretty fun. Framio Reyes, he had it. They had a home run, a triple. So that was good, but still not looking easy for the Indians as they have the, the Twins the Twins this week then the White Sox for the following weekend, the upcoming weekend, and then the Royals, then the Reds again, then the Cubs, and the Mariners out on the West Coast. And the Angels, the Twins, Detroit, Toronto, then the White Sox for 2 for two, for a doubleheader on Memorial Day. So yeah, that's how the Indians, is baseball's looking for the next month, and we'll just see what happens. I think they will stay in that third place spot in the season. I really don't see them. They might jump in the second. I really don't see them ever really getting in the first, and or they might go down to who really knows. Depends on what happens this season. You know, you never know when an injury is going to happen and stuff. Those are always unpredictable to do. And it won't be an episode of Pass the Mic without doing... What are you doing, Drunky? Yes. Drunky of the week. And, you know, a lot of things happened in sports this week. You had that big UFC fight on Saturday. Uh, of course, you had baseball. And there was that incident with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Trevor Bauer. And... And you got things going on in the NBA. Steph Curry's having a great year. I think he's going to win MVP, to be honest. I haven't really paid much attention to the NBA, but from what I've seen social media, I think Curry should win it. And the Lakers still don't have LeBron back, but he'll be back by the playoffs. And I think we already know who the finals matchup is. I don't really need to say it. But, you know, today, I was driving to the gym. Uh, put on a fan, listened to one of my favorite shows, Baskin and Phelps, done with Andy Baskin. And Jeff Phelps. And they have this caller, uh, Jack, on the air. And, of course, they're talking the NFL draft because that's the big event that's going on. That's what everyone's talking about in Cleveland media, the NFL draft. And he said the Browns should trade up in the draft to take a stud wide receiver just to make the draft more entertaining. Dude, do you have any football log- logic, Jack? Do you know what the Browns have on wide receiver because I'm pretty sure you do we have arguably the, the one of the two best receiving court players Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry I don't even mention how good those guys are they've proved it to themselves already with them being the league for seven years and then we also have Rashard Higgins great third slot receiver then Donovan People Jones and we got a pretty stacked corner receiver I can tell you that we even played a game with no receivers in mean, Baker didn't look that bad either. We also have good tight ends. So why would you want to trade up to get a stud wide receiver? I do not see the Browns trading up at all in the draft. I see them either staying or they just trade that pick. That's all I see. I don't see Andrew Bairling really trading up. Unless, you know, his defensive player the Browns really want. And who knows what will happen. But that's just how I see it. You, you want to trade up to get another stud receiver? I mean, maybe the Browns might draft a receiver like in the 7th or 6th round, but I'm not going to take one in the 1st round. We'll just be like, what? We already got stud receivers. I Beckham Jr. and Charles say We do not need any more stud receivers. And we're shooting and say Rashard Higgins is a stud. I think he is. I mean, he's not a top receiver in the league, but he's pretty solid. i can tell you that. Same thing with Peoples-Jones. You can say we, got, we, we already have one of the best running back cores in the NFL with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. That back's pretty much unstoppable. Our O-line's looking pretty good. I wouldn't mind taking us another O-line. You know, protect Baker, protect your running backs. And I think Baker's going to have his best season next season, I'll tell you that. Last season was just a preview of him just rebounding from that terrible sophomore season app, but this year it's like his... kind. Of, I wouldn't say his senior year season, but technically his fourth year the leave, so yeah, senior year season. And he is just ready for this. And he's ready to, you know, do bigger things for the Browns other than just win a playoff game and make it to the AFC Divisional Round. They want to win the division. They want to make it to the AFC Championship game and win the AFC Championship game and make it to the Super Bowl. And I think, you know, the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. That's every team. I think the Browns can do that. I'm not saying they are going to make the Super Bowl, but I'm saying that's the expectation they can. You just have to watch out for three teams in the AFC – The Kansas City Chiefs, who we do play this season, the Buffalo Bills, and the Baltimore Ravens because, you know, the Ravens will be on our back this whole time because they're in our division. We're going to be competing with them for the top spot of the AFC North all through next season, all right? That's how I'm seeing it right now. And with that, we will be concluding this episode of Pass the Mike. I appreciate all of you listening to this episode. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Pass underscore the underscore Mike underscore. And make sure Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook at Pass the Mike Sports Talk and also our YouTube channel, uh, Pass the Mike Sports Talk. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Did make a couple good golf videos on my golf trip. I've gotten good reviews. I've gotten mixed reviews on them. I don't know. I thought they were pretty funny seeing me playing either good or playing like crap on the course. But we'll doing more videos soon. So just stay up to date with us. And thank you for listening. And enjoy the NFL Draft this week. Uh, and also, uh, Kent State has their spring game on Saturday. I, I will be at that. that that's going to be cool. I think they're going to preview what we're going to see from them this season. I think Kent State will make some noise for sure in the MAC. All right. You guys take care.